Dave Fanning on 2FM. Now, look, I'll give you a tiny bit of this. Are you ready? My brother knows Karl Marx. I'm sure I'll be playing more of it in a minute or two because this coming Monday night on the digital station RTE2XM there's a documentary called Dancing in the Disco The Story of the Sultans of Ping mm. It charts the history of the Cork band that back in 1992 burst onto the scene with that sound that you're hearing there in the background Listen <laughs> I mean I remember what it was, sorry Paul McDermott is here and like do you remember do you ever see them live like with the the front row of people. They were all lying on the backs with their hands in the air and stuff. Here we go now, you ready? Off you go. I have been known to lie on my back and kick my legs. Right. Niall, what about you? Do you remember that, do you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I absolutely do, yeah. Uh, remember, you know, it still happens. So, um, exactly. So it's a less, uh, a less attractive sight right. these days. Indeed, yeah, because yeah, people are older. Okay, listen, <laughs> that's what we're talking about here. It's the history of the Cork Band when they came on the scene, as they say, in 1992 with Where's Me Jumper, etc. Sultans of Ping. That track caught the attention of the legendary BBC DJ John Peel. It took off from there uh, as the Leaside Band began a whirlwind few years, frankly, releasing albums and delivering frenetic live performances all over the world. Next week, as I mentioned, earlier on the Sultans return home to Cork to play two gigs at the Cork Opera House now the Paul here is Paul McDermott he made the aforementioned documentary on the Sultans for RT2XM and also is uh, Niall O'Flaherty the Niall uh, that was talking to there on the phone from the band indeed so you're both very welcome Paul I'm going to start with you uh, just for people who don't know much about the Sultans of Ping um, outside of that song who were they and don't forget the FC bit watch it um like the Sultans of Ping were from Cork, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, three albums. Um, their debut single, Where's Me Jumper? Uh, everyone in this country knows it. Um, huge, huge cult hit over in the UK. And it led to a couple of years of touring the world and, you know, living the dream, Dave, I suppose. Hold on a second. Jump in there, Niall, if you like, and just correct him. <laughs> you know more than he does. <laughs> Um, well, I want to correct you, Dave. Oh, actually, um, if, I, if I may be, <laughs> if I may be so bold, yeah. um, because you know, in terms of uh, um, getting the band out there and um, helping us make a name for ourselves, it was the legendary DJ Dave Fanning, really, oh, who was right. key to that. I, see. Um, I thought Larry and, and Larry put it in the daytime. <laughs> Absolutely, God, yeah. yeah. I mean, he played us for years. Uh, Andy and Wilson, of course, we did a, course. a session uh, for for you before we did a session for um, John Peel. So, um, you know, now's the time for the thank yous. I well, suppose. thank you very much, Niall. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, like, who? I'll go back to you, Paul, for this. Just like the band. I mean, they formed, as I say, in 1988. A lot of members, yeah, Paul. Um, well, Niall there, and of course, Pat, his old school buddy, Pat O'Connell on guitar, yeah. Murty McCarthy on drums, uh, Alan McFeely on bass. And, uh, and that was the stable lineup of the band throughout their uh, uh, recording career. Yeah, and I, Ian Olney, for instance, was bass from 2005. Tell me about from 2005, actually. I mean, like, what were you doing, Niall? I mean, were you playing a lot of gigs? Were you making music? I wasn't really uh, making music, and I, I, my memory isn't that clear of then, but. Murty had been asking us for years, really, to come back and, you know, we'd, we'd taken a good break. I, I'd been doing some producing and uh, writing and 
he was very keen and he, he we just kept on saying no actually um and he eventually he he persuaded us to come back and uh, we were astonished really dave you know we 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 went up to dublin and just a fantastic audiences down to cork uh incredible reception and and here too in britain we managed to so um I mean, that astonishes me that we were able to come back like that. Um, I don't understand it myself. I mean, I, I wouldn't go to see us, but um, there you go. <laughs> you know, in those early days, I do remember, and like when I saw you in Cork, maybe it was Cork Rocks, I can't remember what it was exactly, but uh, like, the, the guys in the front, I mean, the people in the front, they did lie yeah. on their backs and kind of wave their hands in the air like they were looking at the roof or they were looking up your trousers or something, didn't they? They, they absolutely did, yeah, and... You know, that gave us such a head start uh, because um, anywhere we'd go around the country, we'd have, I mean, the audience. And the audience were pretty much part of the show. Um, uh, you know, military discipline the audience yeah. had. And um, so we'd go up to play in Dublin. We, we, we used to support uh, the Golden Horde up there. Yeah. And uh, people saw this, they felt, felt it was exciting, they got involved themselves, and uh, yeah, so we've got them to thank too. Okay, so Paul, I mean, like, you know, Where's Me Jumper, 30 years, on, it still resonates, etc. It's been used in soundtracks. It was on Desert Island Discs on the BBC, yeah. It was. Um, Lily Allen actually chose it. And, uh, um, I suppose where I was coming from, Dave, was I've, I always kind of thought, yeah, Where's Me Jumper, a fantastic calling card for the band their, their their debut single but as someone who um, saw the band throughout their career I, I used to always go hang on a minute the Sultans are so much more than this um, one single oh yeah that that most people in the country would know but they were just an absolutely ferocious live band an incredible live band and I thought well this is a great story I've stayed friendly with Murty all along and I thought you know what someone needs to tell this story because there's a great story there and it's a great story about, you know, what happens inside the family of a band, you know. Yeah, and, and signing to a record label, Rhythm King Records. Um, for instance, like S-Express were on that one and Bomb the Bass, etc. And Betty Boo. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Betty Boo. Okay, fair enough. Did you party hey, hey, with them now? Sorry, yeah? that, that was, let's respect Betty Boo here. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We are respecting. It's just absolutely. the way he said it. <laughs> I'm just in a good mood. Uh, okay, <laughs> Niall, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, like, you know, did you ever have any idea, really, that it was going to be, that it did, that it was going to take off the way it took off, in other words? Was it just that? Absol yeah. Absolutely none, to be honest with you. And, uh, I mean, um, it, it was just astonishing. Uh, you know, they talk about bands paying their dues and, we didn't at the start, really. Uh, we we had an, an audience to begin with in Cork, and um, and we came over here and we we basically played, you know, busy gigs every night because we had the song going ahead of us. The record was a, an indie hit over here, so um, just that that just made things so much so much easier, I suppose. Yeah, and I mentioned, um, like I did mention BBC's John Peel, I mentioned Session, uh, number eight in the UK indie charts and all the rest. And as I say, Daytime was very important radio here. Larry Gogan did a lot of that too. But it was the biggest selling single, the big, biggest selling Irish single of 1992. In fact, I'll tell you, look, uh, I'm just going to play a little look. This song here. Wait a minute. Where's me jumper? Where's me jumper? Outsold this song here in Ireland.
Yeah, it's not always that the best song wins, but in this case, I'm so glad to see that. All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was really annoying at the time. It really was. I think it was number one in England for about four years yeah. or something. Anyway, um, so the documentary, Paul, what did you want to achieve with this then? But just because you saw a great story, it should be told. I wanted, I wanted to, to go beyond Where's Me Jumper as well, Dave, you know. I wanted people to, you know... Um, I, well, I'll, I'll tell you what it was. I was at a wedding a couple of years ago and I saw kids up dancing with their grandparents to Where's Me Jumper. And uh, yeah, I thought, wow. I think I've seen that myself, this, actually. This band of lads I know, they've, they've written this song that has seeped into just the pop culture of this country. And yet, and yet no one really knows anything about the Sultan's story outside of that song. So I said, hang on, there's a great story here. Let's tell it. That's ultimately it, Dave. And do you think what John Peel was saying might have been a good starting point? Well, that's where I started. I found um, an old uh, introduction he gave to um, a session, like when he first played them. And he said, he said, look, they're the... um, um, they're being written about an awful lot at the moment in the UK music press. He said, I hope it's not going to be another novelty. He said, I think they're worth more than that. And as soon as I heard that, I went, well, there's the documentary. That's it. That's my starting position, you know. Right, indeed. Sorry, I'm just going to do this again because, now I want to I ask you a question. Look, look, the guy singing this. Wait a minute. Where's me jumper? Where's me jumper? Where's me jumper? Where's me jumper? Niall O'Flaherty, um, a lecturer in the history of European political thought at King's College London, specialising in 18th and 19th century thinkers. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Niall, yeah. Is, is that what you're up yeah. to? Yeah? <laughs> I do, you're not really allowed to talk about that, but uh, yeah, it is what I'm up to. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, okay, well, by the way, the name of the band... I hope I still have a job next week, by the way. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, by the way, does, does anybody know? Any, any of your students know, do they? Yeah. <laughs> You know, you just can't have a past anymore. You really can't. Everybody no, knows everything no, about yeah, you. All they, yeah. they Google um, you. And that's the end Stan O'Rocked, Niall, yeah. from the stars of heaven, you know. Um, Stan told me last year that uh, he, he lectures in Leeds University and he told me that week two in September every year is really funny because you just know that they've all gone off and Googled your yeah, name. Yeah, and they want to know about yeah, their albums and yeah. things, yeah, Sacred Heart and all the rest of it. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so the band's name, uh, Sultans of Ping, um, where did it come from, Niall? Uh, do you know what? They, I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I've, I've lost all memory of those very early days. Um, so I can't, I can't tell you. That's not a good answer, I know. But no, it'll do not, because I'll ask Paul. Then. <laughs> Paul, where did the name come from? Yeah. I know damn well where it came from. I just asked the question. Well, Go I'll on, tell, tell you, me. Uh, <laughs> Well, I will tell you, Dave, what surfaced the other day on Twitter, and I thought this is the type of, you know, this is the type of cultural gold I'm interested in. An old friend of um, <laughs> of Niles and mine, a guy called Mickey Kelleher. Mickey Kelleher is a designer now, and he was leafing through an old book. The um, a few weeks ago and out popped one of the first posters he ever designed for the school band back in Rochestown College, Niall, back in uh, 1988, Niall, and he found the poster yeah, yeah. and I said, Mickey, have you got a tape of the gig? And he said, no, no, no. He said, something's Paul have to be just left alone. And I thought, OK, that's fair enough. OK, but it was making a joke of uh, of Dire Straits because, uh, like, uh, yeah, because you know, you, that, yeah. you were not allowed to be funny or nasty about Dire Straits, so you were. By the way, the FC bit, we have soccer fans. We're big football fans. We we still are. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Murty, the drummer, has gone off today to see 
Millwall, of all teams. Oh, my God. Uh, Millwall. And Sunderland, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't think. Well, I can tell you the halftime score with Everton and Arsenal is nil all. <laughs> Um, so like yeah. Uh, 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 yeah like uh, that wasn't the only name there were other names weren't there or were, yeah, but, yeah you're nodding the head there tell me about it Paul well sorry um, well uh, so I, I, we cut the name I think we cut the FC and then we cut the rest of it so we became the Sultans for a while yeah and uh, it had a lot to do with you know the music had changed and um, we want to lose the kind of where's me jumper type tag yeah. um and uh, it was tough. It was tough. And uh, so, yeah, that was all part of, you know, trying to repackage things somewhat. Um, it didn't work. But anyway, gave it a go. Because, like, you know, you did rename yourself to say The Sultans. And then you had your third album, A Good Year for Trouble. That was in 1996. Um, That's right. Yeah. So with all of that, you know, the, for, well, first of all, the cover artwork. Tell me about that. Uh, well, um the cover was designed by uh, Mr. Steiger, Sammy Steiger. Um, by the way, the, um, nobody seems to be able to get his name right. He's, he's called Sandy Spider. Uh, San, yeah, and he's very annoyed about it. So Sammy Steiger, um, <laughs> of the Golden Horde, of course, yeah. um, he designed the cover. And uh, they wouldn't stock in certain um, shops in London. Um, so... Yeah, I do think uh, we exploited that as much as we could. Um, you know, uh, band cover. Actually, it's not that offensive at all. No, what's so, wrong with a bit of bondage yeah. and S&M, for God's sake, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, indeed. Yeah. Now, just, on, just while you're there, just on the, on the live bit, I mean, like Q Magazine called the um, album the debut of Casual Sex and the Cineplex, the band's debut album, hugely enjoyable, intelligent, fun. The enemy said, brilliant enough on record, the Sultans of Ping are essentially a live experience with the emphasis on essential, which is a nice thing to say in one way. But do you think that's true? You really were a live band. Well, I mean, that's how we always saw ourselves. And, um, you know, I think probably um, there was this kind of quest always to try to capture the, the live thing. Um, on record and that can't be done you know uh, live is live and but we like to think uh that that the records stand up on some level at least you know some of them do um and um and they're different from the live but that's not to say you know um i mean uh we're proud of we're proud of the records you know yeah of course um yeah and uh we had a great producer steve lovell uh, just very inventive and, um, you know, uh, they're not, they don't capture the live sound. Perhaps the third comes closest to it, but um, that's not to say that, we are, you know, we were unhappy with it. OK, just what we're talking about here, it's, it's called Dancing in the Disco, the story of the Sultans of Ping. That's going to be broadcast on RT2XM on this Monday. It's, it's, it's this Monday, isn't it? Yeah, 6pm. At 6pm yeah. and then repeated next Saturday at 3pm uh, as well. And then the Sultans of Ping play Cork Opera House on the 10th of February and 11th of February. When is the 10th and 11th? When is that? That's next Friday and is Saturday. It next Friday and Saturday, OK. Yeah. Uh, in celebration of the 30th anniversary of Casual Sex and Cinefix. Okay. Uh, just uh, by the way, Dave, sorry to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, we, we really want to thank Paul. We think he's done a great job with this uh, documentary. So you've heard I the documentary? Be, you've heard it now? I've yeah. heard it, but right. the, the guitarist uh, hasn't listened to it Um <laughs> Uh, I can't get that into my, can't get round my head round it. That's why he he emailed you, Paul, and said he's heard it's very good. 
Um, so um, apologies for that, but I enjoyed it a lot. And Thank you, you really, you know, pulled out all the stuff to capture the spirit of the, the band. Paul, just who's in it or what's in it? I mean, like... Uh, you weren't able to go back and find an old recording of Larry saying, and in at number eight in the Irish Johnson. It's, <laughs> it's, it's um, everything I do or do for you is Sutton's a ping. It's Niall and, and, uh, and Murty and Pat, but it's also some of the earlier characters involved in Cork in the late 80s. Sheepers, that's about 5,000 people. That's like um, our old friend um, Shane Fitzsimons, who um, was um, an integral part of the Cork music scene back in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, Shane wrote for the Evening Echo at the time. Used to promote gigs, and Shane would have been one of, one of the early champions of the Sultans putting on gigs for them in um, in the village and um, the shelter. Um, Colum Walsh, who managed the band for the early part of their career, is also um, is also involved. Colum O'Callaghan, of course. Um, yeah. Colum wrote their first. Uh, Review for the Melody Maker over in the UK. Right, so, yeah. so it's it's getting these cards, and 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 of course the story an awful lot of people won't be aware of. Um, um, Frank McNamara, of course, who was the person who remixed um, Where's Me Jumper. Oh, so, right. so, like Frank tells his scale as well. Right, indeed. Okay, so tell me about live now, Niall. What's happening in terms of the gigs next weekend? I mean, who's on stage? Who's in the band? Well, I think the big news for these um, for these gigs, Dave, is that we we practice for them. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. how, that's how seriously we're taking them. Um, no, we, we've got it's the same lineup uh, with um, uh, Ian, and um, instead of the old uh, bass player Alzi, um, but um, yeah, uh, we've been rehearsing quite hard. Um, we, we, I've seen that in the Cork Opera House, a lot of people sitting down, and that would be a new thing uh, for us. I hope they behave themselves. Yeah, sitting down is yeah. not as good as standing up and running around, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you take what you take. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'd rather Absolutely, not. They yeah. should take the seats out, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, just by the way, uh, just by the way, that we will be playing stuff from the whole three albums, oh, yeah. whether the audience like it or not. And, yeah, but, uh, hold on a second there, now. <laughs> like, you did drop Where's Me Jumper, because it was like an albatross, I suppose, didn't you, for a while? We did drop it for quite a while, yeah. And... Um, that didn't go down too well, uh, <laughs> always. Um, but, um, you know, uh, we, um, the song did a lot for us. And so I don't want to, you know, um, yeah. rubbish it in any way. And I do quite like the song myself. But we did make three albums. Um, and, you know, we've sustained a following here. We've got a bit of a following in, in Europe. Um, and you can't do that with one song. So we do have, uh, you know, a body of work. Now, I wouldn't stand by all of it. Uh, yeah, we had our, uh, you know, yeah. doubtful moments. But um, I'd stand by some of it at least. And um, so you're going to hear a spread of those albums on uh, I think you should have, uh, Saturday night. You should have replaced it with a version. I think it would have been fantastic if everything I do, I do it for you. It would be brilliant. <laughs> Um, yeah, like I mean, it's yeah, all over the place. Like it's 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 in. Have you got this in the documentary as well, Paul? Like you know, it's in Moon Boy and Graham yeah. Norton's Holding and we the found Masked a cover Singer. Version. For God's sake, we found a cover version of it from Bratislava, a rock band in Bratislava, really? do a cover version, and we found another cover version, a, a ukulele band up in in North Lancashire, do a cover version. So, 
It's great. When Brilliant. And it's also like the, on the young offenders. Yeah. Um, like when Lily Allen picked up her Death of the Island disc, what did she say about it? She said that she loved it and what was brilliant about it was um, was Kirsty Young's response after it had finished. Oh right, I'd say, yeah. And if I remember like she, like she said kind of with astonishment, uh, well that's been a first for Desert Island Discs. Yeah, well, indeed. You know, funny thing is I remember doing a thing about favourite lines in songs here on the radio about 10 or 15 years ago whatever and like lots of things like I mean Tom Waits has this uh, just little bits and pieces of people but he's got a great thing about a guy being dead in the song he says some say he's doing the obituary mamble these kind of things but uh, my number one was a, a line from this thing which is absolutely like it's alright for you to say things can only get better you haven't lost your brand new sweater I mean it's perfect absolutely perfect and everybody can relate to that too by the way um, okay so let's see yeah so you got back together anyway in the mid 2000s and all the rest of it and uh, I just want to know like in terms of oh yeah right okay so you know Paul McDermott's only wants to do a doc were you cajoled were you pushed into doing it Nyla were you saying yeah he's the man to do it I'm well up for it no I I'm um, no I had to be cajoled a bit and uh, it, it has to do with Paul's rep- reputation really so Murphy our drummer persuaded us that this was a good a good thing to do um, yeah um, so uh, uh, slightly upsetting that Paul just knows much more about the band than any of us yeah, well, you, need, um, you, you always need somebody from outside, for God's sake. Yeah, just and like, what, Paul? What, like, who? What's the rest of the band up to these days? And um, Murty continues working in the music business. Murty is um, has been working in merchandising for um, yeah um, all the time. So he's um, he's just back off tour with um, with with um, Johnny Greenwood and, and 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 Tom York with the Smile. So yeah. he's been working with Radiohead for nearly nearly twenty years. Um, uh, um, Pat's in the city in London. He's, yeah, I think. He's, he's in banking in London, I yeah. believe. Alan McFeely is into film music, and uh, Morty, by the way, is like also like teaching English he in does. Sweden. Yeah, 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 indeed. But Niall, Niall is a lecturer in the history of European political thought at King's College London, specialising in eighteenth and nineteenth century thinkers. Um, who are we yeah. talking about here? Who's um, a good eighteenth and nineteenth century thinker in terms of European political thought, Niall? <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> this is so unfair. Now, I'm not going to go there. It's exactly goodness what I'm trying sake. to be. Yeah. For goodness sake, you want to lose half your audience? And, uh, yeah. You must be joking. People are going, he's doing that? Fantastic. All right, well, look, I'll give it to you again. Dancing in the Disco, the story of the source of the ping, broadcast on RT2XM Monday, this coming Monday. In other words, at 6pm and then repeated next Saturday at... Uh, 3pm in the afternoon and then the Sultans of Ping play Cork Opera House on the 10th of February, February that's Friday and Saturday of next week in celebration of the 30th anniversary of Casual Sex and the Cineplex the debut album and by the way the name of the band next weekend is it Sultans is it Sultans of Ping FC or just Sultans of Ping do you know I don't rightly know <laughs> what a last line I love it that sums it all up that's got to be the Sultans of Ping alright Niall it's been a real pleasure thank you so much indeed thank for talking you, with Dave. us on the yeah great today. to talk to you yeah it's great yeah. to talk to you and Paul as well thank you both Cheers. very much indeed and I'm, I'm sorry Thanks I know you probably don't want to hear it all the time I'm going to play it full now because some people would, wouldn't have been around and they'd be going what's he on about what song is that it's the one that starts off with my brother Norris Carl Marx and then you go with that Dave Fanning on 2FM.